0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hold on, sorry, I forgot to set my timer. We'll be here for hours if I don't. Okay. One and a half hours start. Okay, you guys good? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at The Heart. Uh, If it's your first time here at The Heart or your first time uh, watching us, I'm grateful for for you to be here, for you to take the time. There are so many options on a Sunday morning, so I'm grateful that we get to share uh, these moments together. Um, before we get going into uh, our message today, we're continuing our message here as a God of many names, and before we get into that, um, I wanted to share something with you. One of our core values at the heart is welcoming, and it's, it's important to us. It's always been important to us because a, co- uh, a core value of welcoming means that you are welcome to be here first of all right when you come in we want you to feel welcome we want you to feel welcome to be uh in this place with us you know we're glad you're here we want to smile at you and all of that kind of stuff but it means more than that it means that you're welcome here exactly for who you are and where you are on your journey of faith when we were starting the heart a lot of us had these experience with with churches where we were welcome to be there we were welcome to be uh, uh, there at the, at the church, but it was, it was one of those things where, like, once, once you're here, now we're going to teach you the rules, right? You're welcome to be here, but now that you're here, we need to tell you how you're supposed to act, what you're supposed to say, what movies you're not supposed to watch. And while there, obviously there's wisdom in a few of those things, what we're saying is there's no trap waiting for you. Right? There's no trap waiting for you from us on what you're supposed to do. Because what we realize here at the heart is that we are broken people living a mess of a life, and we're comfortable in that. We're comfortable being in that mess because when we're in the mess together, when we're going through life together, it really makes a community, and it really grows our faith, it grows our community, it grows our family, it grows our strength, and all of those things, and it grows our courage. So I just wanted to say that you are welcome here this morning exactly where you are and whatever is going on in your life. Now, our uh, message series uh, just started last week for, uh, on Easter Sunday, and we briefly talked about, well, not briefly, it was the whole thing, uh, we talked about God and the names that we were taught, the names that we were taught that God had. And here's what I mean by names. Maybe you grew up in church or you grew up trusting God and you would give uh, the name trustworthy to God. Maybe you would give the name merciful to God. Maybe you would give God the name of healer because something happened in your life and God healed something in you or, or somebody that you loved. For some of us, we had a a, a rocky relationship with God, or for most of us, it might be a rocky relationship with church people, which changes our view of God. And so I ask you to be thinking about the names that you were taught for God how you grew up, how that shaped what you called God. When I say God, does that make you think of good things or does that make you think of bad things? Do you get frustrated? Do you get sad? And so today what I want to do is I want to dig a little bit further into that, and I want to know how the names that you have given God have changed you. Okay? If you're taking notes, write this down here. How have your life experiences changed the names you've given God? How have your life experiences changed the names that you have given God? Because as we grow up, Right when I was when I was younger and I you know I uh, first started you know going to church or uh, or a church kind of like this I'd been to Catholic church but a church kind of like this and um, uh, we, we, you know I would started my relationship with God and I would pray to God and I didn't know how to pray so I would just kind of talk out loud uh like in my car anybody do this uh, no okay cool um uh, <laughs> maybe I have some other issues to work through with a counselor uh but I was I, I would just talk to God in my car when I was alone and I would just talk out loud and I used to always think that God w- had a sense of humor I used to always think that God was you know that he, he would get a joke you know um because I would, I, when I would pray or when I would talk, I would tell him some things that happened during the day, and yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, give basically, like a journal, an out loud journal. And that's what I thought prayer was, and that was fine, I guess. Uh, and I, you know, I, 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 I had this certain relationship. Well, as as I grew in my faith, as I would, you know, kind of get older, I would change the way that I talked to God. I would change the way that I pray. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to grow and change and do different things. But there is something about faith. There's something about religion. There's something about spirituality. Something about all of this that we're in the mix of right now that we sometimes feel it has to be this way. It has to be talked about in this particular way. And so even if it's just for the next 20 minutes, If you can allow yourself to think what could your life be like if you saw the names that you give God and how those have changed and shaped you throughout your life. What's interesting is we only have one perspective in life, right? It's ours. And we do such a good job of justifying the way we think, why we think that way, and, and that's, not, that's not wrong. That's not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. But I have another question, and I, and I don't have it on the notes, but I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Here's my question for you. Does God look like you or does God look like what you lack? Let me say it a better way. Does God look like what you lack or what you have? Does God to you in your mind look like what you lack or what you have? I want you to, I want you to have that in your mind, because by the end of this, I, I want us to understand that. In these, in these kinds of series, when we're kind of digging into ourselves, we have a lot of message series that uh, I ask you to do a lot of introspection. And that could be because I'm just putting my issues on you because I'm going through a lot of introspection over the last couple of years. But what I want for you more than anything is I want you to be on a journey of faith. We talk about a journey of faith a lot here at the heart. I want you to be on a journey of faith, and wherever that is for you right now, that's exactly where I want you to be. But I want you to be a person who is ready to grow when that time comes. And we can't be ready to grow if we are unwilling to reflect on where we are right now. It's going to be hard to grow if we can't even decide or reflect on where we are right now. There's there's a couple of scriptures I want to look at today. And I have to say up front, and this is probably just going to make you think I'm going to be confused. So I'm just going to say up front, this is not to confuse you. And now you're going to be confused, but you'll see what I mean. What I want, though, is for us to see, because last week, if you weren't here last week, you can, you can check it out on, on the podcast or, or on YouTube. Last week, we talked about how, how who can you trust, right? We looked at a scripture and said people, people want to hear about God. They want to know about God, but who can they trust? So that was one of the questions from last week is who can you trust? Can you trust me to tell you the right things? I don't know. Who can you trust? How do you know? So today... <clears throat> These scriptures I want to look at today—they are going to paint a picture of two different names, two different names for Jesus, two different names for Jesus. And so, let me let me read you the first one. We're going to look at the Book of John. This is John chapter fourteen, okay? And uh, the two the two uh, scriptures we're going to look at today are going to be out of the book of John, the book of Matthew. And uh, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the Bible, these are uh, two of the four Gospels. Okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four. They're called Gospels. They're accounts of, uh, of Jesus on earth and you know Jesus as his disciples and what he would teach people and all these miracles that he was a part of and the things that he would do. So it's incredible. It's incredible to read. But what I want to do is I want to look at this first scripture, John 14. Verse 27. Look how cool this sounds. All right, watch this. This is the words of Jesus are recorded as Jesus uh, talking, it says, "I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace." Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the fragile peace, not the world's peace, perfect peace. And so, if you grew up in church, you might have seen or heard this scripture. And it, and it gives you a peaceful view of Jesus. So we want Jesus in our life so we can experience peace. Jesus is, uh, sometimes you might have heard him called the Prince of Peace. Anybody ever heard that growing up, maybe? Uh, if you grew up in church, the Prince of Peace. Jesus came down. He came, to, came down from heaven, was born of a virgin, did all these incredible things in life, suffered and sacrificed himself at the cross, and, it's, and, and before he was leaving, before he was going to go die, before he was going to go get murdered on the cross, he said, before I go, I am going to leave you perfect peace. You will have peace because of me. I came to bring peace. Now, watch this. This is so fun. It's fun for me. Um, Matthew, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 10. Y'all, this is going to be juicy. Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 34 through 36. Yeah, nailed it. Okay, watch this. Oh, boy. Okay, you ready? Perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth. (laughs) What? But my coming will bring conflict and division, not peace. This isn't the devil. This is Jesus. Jesus. Because of me, a son will turn against his father, a daughter her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Couldn't even get away from mother-in-law jokes even in the biblical times, you know what I mean? <laughs> Within your own families, you will find enemies. How, how How is this the same Jesus, how is this the same person bringing these two seemingly different messages? Perhaps you think, I've, we just finished reading The kind of peace that Jesus was bringing. He was leaving peace. And now, in this context, he's saying, perhaps you think I've come to bring uh, peace and calm. Wrong. My coming will bring conflict and division. What have you experienced in your life? Have you experienced conflict because of your relationship, the nature of your relationship with Jesus? Or have you experienced peace because of the nature of your relationship with Jesus. Does having Jesus in your life, and I, I, don't, I don't know where you are with your relationship with Jesus, so maybe you, maybe you wouldn't even describe it as a relationship. Maybe your relationship with church. We should have a series called The Church of Many Names, whoa. In your life, does does Jesus bring peace or does he bring conflict? And for many of us, the answer could probably be both. Sometimes Jesus in my life brings conflict. It brings conflict internally. It brings conflict externally. And sometimes having Jesus in my life brings me peace. Both of those things are true for me. And when we, weeks and weeks ago, when we were kind of dreaming about This series, it's important for me in in, in my journey of faith to be able to take a step back and look at the things that I think, look at the things that I believe, look at the things that I say, look at the things that I do. And this is it's a new practice for me. It's a new practice for me to do that. I probably, like some of you, have. Uh, you know, most of my life I felt like, well, I think the way I think, and that's it. And if you need to, you know, I'll, you have a chance to try to change my mind, but I know what I think, and that's what I'm going to say, and that's what I'm going to do. And so this practice of kind of taking a step back and looking, it's not to create doubt. Okay? I said earlier before I read these scriptures, I, I wasn't reading this to you to confuse you. That's not the point. Okay, I'm not playing a game with this. It's fun to be able to look at this, but not because it seems silly. It's because I want us to read that. I want you to read that in in, in a sense where, okay, I've read that. That doesn't make sense to me. I need to understand that more. Now we're talking. Many times we just kind of read something here and we say, okay, that's what it says. Only God can do this. Okay, so only God can do it. Well, okay, but maybe There's more. Maybe there's more we can dig into. Maybe there's more underneath the surface. Because I can make a good case that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I'll just read that scripture, and I'll talk to you for 25 minutes, and by the end of the time, you'll leave, and you'll like, well, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If I need peace in my life, I'm just going to say the name Jesus, and that would be it. And then the next week, I could come back and tell you, man, Jesus didn't come to bring peace. You need conflict in your life. If you don't have conflict in your life, then you're not doing anything for Jesus because he, bring, he came to bring conflict. And if you're not fighting with your dad or your mother-in-law, then you're not following Jesus, right? I think that's what that scripture was saying. <laughs> don't, don't quote that one. If you're taking notes, don't write that down. <laughs> So how do we know who to trust? That's what we asked last week. How do we know who to trust? Can you trust this? Can you trust the God of Many Names uh, series? To or uh, sorry, uh, message two. Can you trust that? Can you trust that that God wants to bring peace through Jesus, or can you trust, or do you trust that God wants to bring conflict through Jesus? How do you know who to trust? That's what I want. So that's what I want. I want you to ask questions like that, to take a step back and say, what do I believe? What are the names that I have given God? I have given God a name of absent because I prayed to him many years ago to be there for me during a time of crisis and he wasn't there. So I am going to give God the name. I have given God the name of absent. Right? Or, or, or I prayed for God to heal me And God healed me. I have given God the name Healer. I needed a job, and and, and I prayed for a job, and that job came through. And so I've given God the name Provider. And what I want to challenge you to do is to look at these names, not to create doubt, not not to look at the absent God or the healing God or the providing God and say, do I still believe these? but i want us to look at these different names and ask our and ask <laughs> and ask ourselves i went to texas state sorry uh, and ask ourselves <laughs> Zingdom. i want us to look at these things and ask ourselves why we still believe this and this and this why we still say this and this and this cuz here's what's here's what that's, that's going to do that's going to give you an amazing opportunity to dig into your faith and really own your faith. We talked about last week how we have been taught names for God. We have these borrowed names, and you can borrow a name, and you can borrow somebody's faith, But in order for you to grow, those names now need to become your own. You see that? Those names, your faith needs to become your own if you want it to grow. If you don't want it to grow and you don't need your faith to grow, then you can keep borrowing your parents' faith or your grandparents' faith or the faith you got when you were a kid. You can keep with that and you won't grow, and that's okay if that's where you need to be. But if you're going to be the kind of person who is willing to grow their faith, that it's going to take a practice to step back and look at the things that we believe and why. Not to create doubt, but if there is doubt, I've said this before, if there is doubt, if there is doubt in your mind, that is a good thing because I believe that doubt makes room for faith to grow. If you don't have any doubt for anything, if they're so certain about anything, then what do you need faith for? If you're so certain about X, Y, Z, then why do you even need faith? That's not faith. That's knowing. So doubt allows room for faith to grow. That's what I want for you. I I want there to be room for your faith to grow. How can God ever surprise us if we have already limited him by the names that we've given him? Here, write that down real quick. Or write this down. Don't put God in a box by limiting the names that you give him. How can God be bigger? How can God be the, the, the big God that he is if we are putting him in a box by these names that we give him? Is he a healer or is he provider? Or is he both? Or is he all of them? Is he absent? I don't know. Depends on your life experience, doesn't it? I've prayed to God in my life and I feel like God has been quiet sometimes, and that's very frustrating. And I used to be in a place where I, uh, I would feel bad for saying that God was frustrating to me sometimes. And now I kind of take a step back, and I'm like, well, I can't imagine God's feelings getting hurt by me. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. And I'm not telling you you should do what I do. Please don't ever think that I'm telling you to do <laughs> what I do but I want you to have a practice where you take a step back and look at these things. I told you earlier that I used to think that God had a sense of humor. I don't think that anymore. I mean, I think he does. But I wanted him to have my sense of humor. I asked you earlier, does God look like what you lack or what you have? Does God need to be a healer Do you give God, have you been given, uh, have you given God the name healer because you needed healing? Or did you give God the name healer because you didn't want to go to the doctor? Right? Did you give God the name provider because you needed provision? Sometimes God, the names that we give God, look like what we lack in our life. What does that look like for you? Or, or sometimes I know early on I was making God look like me. I thought God thought the same things that I thought were funny. He thought they were funny. I thought he would understand my side of the story, the right side, as I commonly put it in my prayers, you know. But the older I get, the more the, the more that you grow. I'm not, you're not getting older. I'm, you guys are good. The more you grow. The more you grow, I hope that, you're, that you can see that your experiences change the way that you view God. They change the way that you view your life. Our life experiences change the way we look at everything. Last week, I, I said that a, a, a toddler, a four-year-old, is never going to say that their parents are wise, right? As we get older, we realize our parents are wise, if your parents are wise. And they raised you, so bless their hearts. Okay, if you're taking notes, write this down here. Our experiences change the way we see life as much as they change the way we see God. Our experiences change the way we see what is in front of us. And because of that, it's gonna be vital for you and I if we're willing to grow. Again, it has to be a choice. A core value at the heart is choice. You can't be forced into faith, you can't be pushed off the ledge of faith. You have to walk into it. And our experiences change the way we see things. Our experiences change the way we see our friends, our family, our husbands, our wives, our kids. Our experiences change the way we see all of that. So why would they not change the way we see God? And what I think is, what I think, opinion, hot take, I think they do change the way we see God. I don't know how willing we are to admit that or look at that. And maybe that's just me. I know a lot of the times I'm just going through something and I'm putting it on you guys every Sunday and you keep coming back for more. So this is like a good therapy session for me. We're in good shape. What if you were willing to take a step back and say, okay, the last time I thought about God, I was angry at him. Am I still angry and why? The last time I thought about God, the last time I prayed to God, I was expecting this result, and it didn't happen. Do I still think God is untrustworthy, or have I, have I grown in my wisdom since then? I, I, I prayed for something, and it didn't, it didn't happen. Was God quiet, or was I just being selfish? Maybe both. Maybe neither. Neither. But if we never ask those questions, then we're not giving ourselves a chance to grow. Does God look like what you lack or what you have? Only you can answer that, and maybe it's neither. But I want you to be on a journey of faith. I want you to take a step into what your faith could grow into, what your faith could look like. That's the opportunity we have here. An opportunity to step back and look at the names that we have given God. And do we still agree with those names? And if you do, beautiful. And if you don't, also beautiful. It's so easy to be in a world of black and white, this and that. Is it over here? Is it over here? Did God say yes or did God say no? Do I believe or don't I believe? And what's dangerous and scary and incredibly rewarding is to be in the nuance between the black and white. Is to be in the gray. To be in the middle. To be uncertain. To be not sure. There is so much beauty in uncertainty. Because when we're uncertain, we reach out for connection. When we're uncertain, we reach out in prayer. When we're uncertain, we reach out to others around us. We ask questions, we check in. When we're not sure, it prompts connection. And we're big on connection here at the heart. I believe that we are built for connection, that we're people made for connection. I think we all learned that the incredible hard way over quarantine. That's what I want for you. I want. I want you to be able to be a person who can grow in your faith. And maybe you don't know how. Maybe you don't know how because because you thought faith meant you made a decision and that's it. You thought faith meant you made a decision and you can never change it ever again. You're stuck for life. But I want you to know that your faith is a journey Sometimes in a journey, you have to take a couple steps back. You have to make sure you're on the right path. You got to check Google Maps. You got to argue with the people in the car. You know, that's a journey. Come on, <laughs> yeah. It's not a. It's a. It's more of a, a canoe trip we're on, you know, and less of a train station. This thing, life, is. So here's my challenge for you today. I want you to take a step back this week, and look at the names that you have been taught for God and the names that you have given God. And I want you to ask yourself, have my experiences in my life changed the names I've given God? How have my experiences changed my view of God? That's the challenge I have for you this week. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know how difficult that's going to be, how easy that's going to be. But the reason I give you these challenges is because I want to give you an opportunity to grow your faith. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. I learned, I also learned this the hard way, that during quarantine, I was in, uh, we have a, a room upstairs that I was able to set up the camera in and I was recording, you know, messages and so we could have them for YouTube and have audio for the podcast. And I remember... I remember thinking if this is what church is going to look like from now on where I'm in a a room alone with uh, no one else in there and I'm talking for 28 minutes to a camera, um, I will shut this thing down. (laughs) I'll shut it down and I'll go get a job somewhere. A real job. (laughs) Because I knew, I knew that that that's not what it is about. It is not just delivering a message every Sunday. It is about growing faith. It's about about taking steps of faith. And we do that in connection with each other. If you could uh, bow your heads for a moment, close your eyes. I'm going to pray for us this morning. God, we are so grateful to be able to uh, have a God that is so big that none of the names can contain you. God, I pray this week, uh, as we accept the challenge or not, that we're able to reflect on where we are in our life, that we're able to reflect on who we are, on who we want to be, who we would like to be, who we've grown from, how we've changed. Thank you for giving us the courage and the boldness to trust you when we do, to trust each other, the people we have in our life. We love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning we have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.